Welcome to the Filene Fill-In, the podcast where we fill you in on what's been going on here at Filene's home base and out and about in the financial services world. I'm Holly Fearing with Filene, and today I'm getting an earful of research and updates on what's going on in that corner of Filene from our Managing Director of Research, Andrew Downen. He's also the bookie on a strange sort of snowpile melting betting pool, so keep listening to learn what's up with that. But before we get to it, just a reminder to new listeners of our podcast, you can catch all future episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and newly added Google Play. So check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what we're doing here, please do leave us a rating or a comment. If you'd like to suggest something for a future show, you can always tweet us at at Filene Research or reach me at at FearingHolly or email me, hollyf at filene.org. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. All right. Hello, Andrew. How are you? I am awesome. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank yeah. you for being on the podcast with us today. My pleasure. It is a sunny day here in Madison. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about how the, the snow has started to dissipate, but there's this really large pile of really dirty snow outside of my window right here, and a few of us are taking bets on how many days it'll take for it to oh, melt. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, That's fun. I'm, uh, being a Southern California kid, a little naive, and I thought three days, but... Um, three days. <laughs> ask oh. me in three weeks. If yeah. That's no, I think... <laughs> There's something about Wisconsin snow that just like keeps the the bitter cold right in the core of it. Like I, I, it may have started as a huge pile, but I swear I have seen like remnants of, you know, in in parking lots where they put all the snow, it'll be like mid-May and there'll be still like remnants of like mostly dirt, but a little bit of snow left over from... From the winter. And, and some really bold kid will have made a really, you know, ragged, dirty snowman mm-hmm. out of it with, you know, like a little, little you know, stubby carrot as the nose. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, hanging well. on to winter for all we can. <laughs> so anyways, I think it'll be more than three days. Until I think that so. I think so. Leaves. Well, good luck with that. Thank you so much. <laughs> now everybody knows exactly what we're thinking about here filing in the Snow melt rates. <laughs> we can do a report on that. I, you know, April Fool's Day is coming Yeah, okay. yeah. I wonder what we're thinking okay. about. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll put that on the list. Well, what we really wanted to talk about today was what's going on in the research area at Filene. As everyone knows, research is our middle name. And uh, Andrew, you have moved into this role about five months ago, the role of the managing director of the research area at Filene. Actually, I remember you started on Halloween, didn't you? That's right. And we thought that might be a harbinger of maybe some some scary times. <laughs> Hopefully, it has been a good move for you, or you feel that it has been a, an exciting move for you still. I wanted to ask you, in this role so far, kind of what has been your um, biggest surprise of, of, in, of being in this role? And then talk to us a little bit about uh, what you're most excited about or, or challenged by in this role. Yeah. So gosh, over the last five months, uh, I, I was thinking about that, kind of what surprised me the most. And, and I almost uh, think it's more kind of what's been the most refreshing to me. So, you know, we, we get the chance yeah, at Filene and, and through our research work to work with all of these just 
tremendously bright minds at you know leading universities across the country uh, and these are folks who are coming to this conversation with a lot of technical expertise and academic expertise in their area so it might be operations or HR and, and talent management or you know consumer behavior whatever it might be um, and the just pure interest and excitement that they have about kind of the philosophy and soul mm-hmm. of the credit union movement and just this this really perfect combination of the, the technical expertise that br- they're bringing and is so important for credit unions to understand how can we become better, how can we understand how our members are thinking and how they want to conduct business. And from the, the fellows perspective, them getting to kind of leverage their experience in an industry in an area that isn't just about kind of the head. So we talk about the head and the heart a lot. Mm-hmm. I know Mark mentions that. Um, but getting to bring kind of an industry that is so focused on heart to their mm-hmm. experience and just seeing where those those natural intersections come up. And I don't know if it was necessarily a surprise, but it's just been really kind of a heartening to, to see that, that combination and just the interest from all these professors. Yeah, that's so interesting. So have you found that as you're able to perhaps introduce the credit union movement to academia for, you know, maybe not the first time, but maybe the first time working directly with the industry, are you seeing academia kind of becoming the big fans or, you know, what is their, their reaction from more of an academic standpoint? Yeah. So, you know, one of the first things we hear from academics and, you know, uh, professors, academics, uh, part of their you know, measurement of success is uh, the research that they produce. And, you know, simply the fact that there hasn't been a lot of academic research done uh, in the credit union industry is a uh, exciting for a lot of these fellows because they get to do new novel research that hasn't been done before. So kind of filling an academic research gap almost. But beyond that, uh, just the, them being exposed to a new industry. Like I think about, and I know uh, Sekou was on a podcast mm-hmm. recently, uh, Sekou Burmese from the University of Texas, Austin, uh, is leading our um, center on the war for talent. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, he's, you know, certainly brings a lot of experience in kind of understanding how can firms, his focus is on how can firms kind of differentiate themselves on the talent marketplace to be more competitive. And um, in conversations I've had with him, it's just been really enlightening for him to see, wow, credit unions have this built-in embedded differentiator already, our philosophy mm-hmm. that's different than for-profit uh, you know, banks. And wow, how can credit unions understand how to leverage that differentiation in a way to uh, attract not only highly skilled managers and tellers and leaders and volunteers for that matter, but individuals who have, in his term, kind of a pro-social focus mm-hmm. as well. Uh, so it's just been really exciting to, to see the, the, the light bulbs go off in these uh, professors' minds about, wow, we could do all this research plus, and this is research that's going to help an, an industry that has such a distinct advantage and benefit for consumers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like an opportunity that's pretty much untapped from their perspective. And also it seems like it's it's the pure definition of the head and the heart. So that's pretty cool to bring those sides together. Definitely, definitely. So can you tell us a little bit more about the, the evolution that Filene has gone through with the research area over the last year or so? I'm sure that listeners of our podcast have heard us talk about and, and everywhere Filene has been for the last year or so, we've been talking about our five centers of excellence. Can you tell us a little bit about the structure of the centers and, and how that's kind of a, a pivot from the way Filene used to do research. Yeah, so it really has been a big shift for us. And it's all that shift has uh, totally been uh, in response to what credit union CEOs and other leaders 
uh, from around the, the movement have uh, kind of shared with us that they were looking for. So if you look back on our history, yeah, finally in over, oh my gosh, almost 30 years now, we're going to be coming up on our 30th anniversary oh, wow. in a couple of years. Let's, let's get the party going. Yeah. Um, that, you know, there's been such a tremendous volume of research uh, produced by Filene on a vast variety of topics that it became somewhat difficult for credit union leaders and others to, to really understand what are the, the few topics that they should be really be focusing mm-hmm. on. You know, in uh, the strategic planning work that we do uh, with credit unions, one of the things we say is the most stri- most important strategic question is what to say no to, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And it's hard to do because yeah. as leaders, executives, we want to be good at everything. Mm-hmm. And finally, we want to be good at everything. And I somewhat biasly might say we are good at everything. However, <laughs> uh, we know that we need to bring focus to kind of what we're doing. And if we can focus our own work, then we can really focus the the attention and knowledge of crediting the leaders. So that, that really, that's the, the, the crux of what we've been doing over the last year is, is focusing on our five centers of excellence. Um, uh, and beyond that, trying to stay up to date with the types of outputs that we provide. So mm-hmm. I, I go around, you know, talk to a lot of groups and I joke about how I'm, I'm a bit uh, unusual in the world of uh, crediting and folk that for 20 years now, there's been nothing I've loved more than sitting in a chair on a Saturday morning, digging into 40 pages of finally <laughs> research. Yeah. And we're still going <laughs> to produce those 40 pages. That'll never go away. However, we know that not every leader has time to, you know, dig into all the outputs. So uh, coming up with infographics and videos, uh, one of the, the outputs that we just uh, published um, on a topic that probably isn't a tremendously exciting one for credit unions, operational excellence. Mm-hmm. Uh, we produced uh, with uh, author Huggy Rao, uh, who's the fellow for our Center for Performance and Operational Excellence, uh, an audio, an interactive audio um, experience online where you can actually listen to Huggy narrate uh, his seven mantras for scaling. And so th- those outputs really boil... Uh, important research down into you know digestible nuggets that a credit union leader can listen to a couple of them and say hmm that's interesting or hmm this really isn't relevant for me now but because that one was interesting I'm going to focus on that 40 page mm-hmm. paper and yeah. sit down and listen to it I think that's really exciting and actually we got some audio from Huggy when he was recording the output for the seven mantras and mm-hmm. and we'll pop that into this podcast as a little oh, sampling so wonderful. anyone listening can uh, go out to filene.org and and listen to the rest of that there. That is awesome. More to come. Yeah. All right, everyone. I am going to pause my interview with Andrew here for a brief minute to share a snippet from an interview with Filene fellow Huggy Rao, an interview within an interview, if you will. Huggy is leading our Center for Performance and Operational Excellence and just led the colloquium we held in Palo Alto, California on collective intelligence. We recently released a research report, the one that Andrew just referenced, about how to scale or spread excellence from one place in your organization to many other areas of your organization. Huggy has identified seven mantras for scaling excellence. I asked Huggy to list each of the seven mantras and provide a quick example or explanation of how a credit union could apply the mantra to their daily operations. One, spread the mindset not just a footprint. A wonderful example of an organization that really has a customer-centric mindset uh, indeed is a credit union that I'm a customer of, or rather a member of, and that is the Stanford Federal Credit Union led uh, by our own very Joan Opp. It's amazing how fast, how helpful, how courteous people are. The difference between the Stanford Federal Credit Union and a bank 
a large bank or a big bank is like night and day. Two, engage all the senses. I'd really encourage credit unions to exploit the senses of taste, touch, and smell. We overemphasize sight and sound, but we really need to get at all of the other senses as well. Three, link short-term realities to long-term dreams. A great example of taking a goal or a challenge and making it into smaller bits is to learn a lesson from the world of agile software. What do they do in Agile software? They take a big goal and they break it down into a number of weekly sprints. In turn, they break it down into daily huddles. So what you have is a daily huddle for five minutes so that people know what they need to accomplish by the end of the day. You do that every day. Hopefully you finish your sprint in the week. And then you actually hit the goals for the concerned quarter when you actually complete a number of sprints given the number of weeks in a quarter. Four, accelerate accountability. Here, it seems to me the key thing is to facilitate a sense of psychological ownership as well as a sense of obligation. One simple thing that credit unions could do is ask their employees to come up with job titles that showcase their own unique strengths. That way, everybody doesn't have a cookie-cutter job title. Each one has individualized job titles. Five, fear the cluster fog. Often, when organizations make scaling decisions, they might actually take the off-ramp to a clusterfuck or a disaster because they're making questionable assumptions, because they're impatient, and because they're actually using or relying on incompetent individuals. Our suggestion, which we emphatically develop in Scaling Up Excellence, our book is that one ought to use pre-mortems. Six. Scaling requires both addition and subtraction. Often one thinks that scaling actually requires more people and more procedures. Sometimes that certainly is true, particularly when you're in a regulated environment. But what's equally important is we need to subtract rules. We need to subtract procedures. Organizations are like boats with barnacles. And what we need to do is we really need to engage in a power wash. Put another way, organizations have lots of rules that have expiration dates. It's like medicines with expiration dates. Just as you have a medicine with an expiration date, pretty much whatever we do in organizations ought to have an expiration date because it ends very, very quickly. Seven, slow down to scale faster and better down the road. Most people think scaling is about jamming the gas pedal to the floor, but really there are two other important tools available to a decision maker. One is the brake and the other is the gear shift. If we observe race car drivers when they take a turn, they actually brake. As they brake when they get into the turn and then accelerate right after. So it turns out when you brake, you can actually travel faster. I also asked Huggy to tell me what purpose these mantras serve and if you had to choose only one, which is most useful for credit unions to explore further? Here's what he said. The purpose of these mantras 
is to provide a set of principles for credit union executives so that they can actually generate their own recipe using local ingredients in order to fashion a solution to their challenges. Amongst all of the mantras, the one that I really think would be very, very useful for credit unions is the idea that scaling requires both addition and subtraction. For more on this research, go to filene.org and click on the research tab under publications and look for scaling up excellence. And now back to our regularly scheduled interview in progress with Andrew. Can you talk a little bit about how, what does it look like then for the credit union leader through their lens when they're getting the research outputs that are um, potentially uh, less frequent, maybe you would say, or and definitely more focused? How, how does that make them be able to do their jobs better and solve their challenges a little bit more effectively? Mm-hmm. So, you know, by, by having a, a more limited, more focused set of outputs, uh, you know, the, the five centers were developed based on feedback from credit and CEOs. So we, we had 15, 20, 25 topics put in front of CEOs, and, and these were the five uh, that, that those leaders said that they found most important. So by focusing on the research that's coming out of those five centers, we feel that credit union leaders will be able to deliver to themselves and to their colleagues and their boards uh, more relevant, more focused content that will really help them make better strategic decisions. Uh, we're seeing a lot of credit unions begin to include a lot of our outputs in their strategic planning uh, efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only is it the focus, but if I'm a credit union CEO... Maybe I have my appetite whetted by you know, the, the huggy graphic, as we were calling it, this, mm-hmm. uh, this audio uh, experience, and I spend the time to read the, the paper. Uh, and then perhaps there are outputs that I can share with my board. So we're trying to really take our knowledge and connect it with every step of the credit union leader's uh, thinking and decision-making process that is really useful regardless of the, the audience that they're putting that information in mm-hmm. front of. Yeah, I think that's really cool. It's kind of the, the right message to the right audience at the right timing. If we, if we divide it up and we make it bite-sized enough, I think that, that will, those are the breadcrumbs that lead people in. And um, I think it's very likely that more people will actually end up reading that 40-page report that you look forward to on the weekends <laughs> that, um, you know, you can't just throw it on their lap right away. You have to lead them to it. So I, I hope so. I mean, that's a lot of uh, ink and paper, or at least digital ink and paper, yeah. a lot of PDF files out yeah. there, and we want them to be used. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know that not every one will be used by every credit union leader, but mm-hmm. if we can do our part to focus people's attention, mm-hmm. that, that uh, meaty research is out there. Mm -hmm. And speaking of focusing attention, one of the most interesting things of of these centers, I think, is that each of the centers is getting its own research colloquium. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us what what are the colloquiums and tell us a little bit about that? First of all, I want to thank you for that question because I was prepared for the question of how exactly do you spell colloquium? (laughs) Uh, That's just too much pressure to put me under. uh, And is it colloquium or colloquia? So uh, it is colloquia. Colloquia is the the, the The plural. plural. So uh, please don't say colloquiums. 
Uh, <laughs> that actually, wasn't there like a, a breakfast meat called Steakums back in the 80s? Uh, that could be colloquiums. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're making colloquia tasty for uh, the, the world of credit unions. Colloquiums. All right. I've totally gone off on a side <laughs> There but, you go. That's our yeah. ad. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the colloquia um, uh, are, are a really important part of each of these centers. So Colloquia, colloquium, is basically a fancy word for saying an academic meeting. So we've we've done these at Filene forever. Uh, And uh, what we're doing now is each year uh, there will be one colloquium uh, per center. And this is really a day-long convening uh, where credit union CEOs, other leaders from topical areas, academics, uh, even more now than ever, other industry practitioners are coming together uh, to learn and discuss learn about and discuss a specific topic. So, for example, with our Center for Performance and Operational Excellence, a colloquium uh, all about collective intelligence. So we talk about the need for knowledge sharing and business buzzword best practices. Mm -hmm. So how can we as credit unions uh, really understand how we should be sharing knowledge, how we can be uh, benefiting from the ideas and knowledge that our members have? So... This collective intelligence colloquium that's coming up, it'll be academics, professors from uh, operations, science, from communications, uh, coming in to just talk about how can we as credit unions better leverage the ideas that we know are being developed within our institutions and outside. Uh, And beyond that, because we know uh, um, sitting and listening to a professor talk for an hour and a half is uh, something many of us haven't wanted to do since our <laughs> undergrad. Uh, that the discussion is such mm-hmm. an important part of it. So uh, these colloquia, it's four or five presentations, and then it's a facilitated discussion with the leaders in the room of what does this mean for your credit union? How can you kind of uh, take insights back and begin to deploy them mm-hmm. at your shop? Yeah, that seems like where there's an immense amount of value because how many times can you read, you know, perhaps a, a white paper or a Pew Research report and then go, you know, I have a question on this. I'm going to go ask the author of the report. Mm-hmm. And this gives Filene members the opportunity to directly speak to the researchers. And I think that's uh, where they can get so much value out of those personal uh, questions. I, I would recommend they use a highlighter when they're reading those reports and, and write down questions and bring them to the, to the colloquia and say, you know, how would this apply in this situation at my credit union? Right. I mean, just having the opportunity to, to be a part of a conversation with, again, these, these are objectively world-class academics that are doing such important mm-hmm. Uh, and relevant research for credit unions to, to be a part of that conversation, to have time with them. And then even beyond that, to be to kind of share your thoughts as a credit union leader with the, the academic or our fellow so that as they begin to do future work, your thoughts and your ideas in a, in a small way play a role in the research that will come out of mm-hmm. uh, Filene and through these fellows in the future. So what a great opportunity. Yeah. Um, you know, we're doing five of these per year. They're at offered at no cost to Filene members where we certainly uh, invite others that aren't, haven't yet joined Filene. Um, but we just, I, I love the discussion and mm-hmm. just the value that comes out of these. Yeah. That's when I, when I spoke with Sekou for the podcast we did a couple weeks ago, he said the very same thing that he was looking forward to his colloquium to talk to people. That's going to inform the research that comes out of that beyond that date in September. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, any academic can do research 
research and write papers, but he was really looking forward to having that discussion. So it really is going to work both ways between the researcher and the attendees. And, and I think that's, that's going to be a really cool thing to, to watch. Definitely. So you mentioned there was one in April. When are the other colloquia and when, and, or rather, how can people uh, get involved in them if they if they're interested. Yeah, so so first off, I'd say you know filing.org is is the place to go for all the details. But uh, yeah, we've got a few coming up uh, in the spring and then again in the fall. So in May, actually on May 18th, um, our Center for Emerging Technology, which is down at the University of California Irvine, mm-hmm. so Orange County, Southern California, in the spring, what better place to be? Um, that's a colloquium all about. Uh, well, the, the title is sorting the hype cycle. So kind of the the impetus for this. Um, topic was as credit unions, we have a lot of pressures being put on us as far as what our members are desiring. We're the latest and greatest app, our regulatory issues, you know, technology around reg tech, and how can we use technology to, to better uh, serve the regulatory aspects? How do we sort what's hype versus what we should really be focusing our attention and, and limited you know, investment dollars on? So, mm-hmm. sorting the hype cycles coming up May 18th. Uh, so a lot of time yet for uh, people to join that. Mm-hmm. In June, June 15th, uh, our Center for Organizational Entrepreneurship, uh, we have a, a session called Structured for Innovation. So it's all about how as credit unions, and we talk about innovation from a product perspective a lot, but so much about innovation is how do we as organizations design ourselves and change mm-hmm. our way of thinking so that we can be adaptive to the world around us. So that, that colloquium is all about uh, structured for innovation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you mentioned uh, with, with Sekou Burmese uh, in September, September 14th, actually, our, our first colloquium for the Center for the War for Talent. Mm-hmm. And I love the title of this uh, colloquium. I think this may be uh, kind of a direction that we're heading. So it's titled <laughs> America's Got Talent, Attracting It is the Challenge. So so the, the, the topic yeah. of talent, and we, you know, we've talked about this before, but, you know, Credit unions have to compete uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, talent and how can we attract not only individuals who've got the expertise, but also the heart mm-hmm. to do well. Mm-hmm. And do you think you might just have a, a, a side panel that's a, a talent show? On the, yeah, <laughs> so one? we are recruiting uh, you know, uh, 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 shower singers and, uh, yeah. and tap dancers and uh, anybody else who's got talent in the world of credit unions. Uh, for, no. uh, I bet so there's a lot. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, but we want people to attend and right. that would be a scary yeah. No. <laughs> no, but if you have a, if you have an odd side talent, that's just a bonus. <laughs> that, that's it, actually, actually that could be kind of fun. I remember, we remember you know doing talent shows in elementary school. What if we had a credit union talent show? Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are probably a few interesting talents. They're crafty people. I'm sure yeah. that there are people out there working in credit unions that can do all manner of things. <laughs> So, well, uh, good thing that one's in September. We have time to develop that, right? We do, definitely, definitely. (laughs) Okay, so I wanted to wrap it up with a couple more questions just about how uh, credit union folks, anyone listening to our podcast might be really excited about the direction that we're going and some of the things we've talked about today. So how can, what is your recommendation for somebody who wants to get more involved in Filene's research and just, you know, take the research that they read and then turn that into action in their credit unions. What's what's your recommendation for yeah, that? Yeah, so um, first of all, read the research, uh, go online, look at the, uh, the the infographics and the audio files and everything that we've got. Uh, again, a great way to kind of uh, quickly look at what's out there and share some of that with your colleagues. 
beyond that, uh, you know, as these centers continue to develop and, and progress, uh, we will be looking for credit unions to, to be a part of research. So maybe it's uh, raising your hand as a credit union leader and saying, yeah, we'd like to be involved in, you know, trying out some experiments on new ways to you know, enhance operational effectiveness mm-hmm. or new ways in which we might uh, alter our interview techniques to, to bring on credit union executives that have that pro-social bent. Um, so if, if this is of interest to a credit union, I'd love for them to, to reach out and, and, and contact us uh, you know, and see if there's a fit there. And beyond that, attend the colloquia. It, mm-hmm. it is, I, I can't say it enough, such a, a rare and important opportunity for credit unions to be a part of that conversation. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, is there anything else that you want our listeners to know about that we haven't covered yet today? Yes, the uh, snow pile has not yet melted, <laughs> okay. uh, even after 20 minutes. Uh, but no, just uh, continue to share your thoughts with us. Uh, Filene, again, is, is great at coming up with the content and, and connecting uh, academics with credit unions. But as you pointed out, it's really a two-way street. We need to hear from credit unions as far as what the big issues are on the minds of your boards and the minds of your leaders uh, and how we can continue to deliver relevant uh, research and innovation uh, activities and certainly the, uh, the impact work that's being done. Because uh, as we like to say, even though research is our middle name, research alone uh, doesn't move our industry forward. Right. We really need credit and leaders to take what we're producing and do something with it. Absolutely. Well, yes. And thank you so much for saying that. I think um, if anyone wants to get in contact with Andrew, feel free to reach out Andrew D at Filene.org. Also just check out Filene.org and, and um, just peruse the uh, research tabs and, and check out all of our awesome research reports. Check out the centers and the colloquia that are listed in there. And also, also I'll say if anyone has wants to put in a bet for when the snow pile might, might melt, and I know you can't see it because it's a podcast, so you'll have to use your imagination, but shoot Andrew an email, and uh, and and you can get you can get in on that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, so the, the pot is up to a dollar ninety eight. We need the we need the, the betting pool to increase there. So. <laughs> Actually, it, it might be melted by the time this podcast goes out, so it, it's probably not a good thing to to put in an offer on that one. But send Andrew an email and and uh, and maybe ask him when when the pile actually melted. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you again for joining us today on our uh, podcast and. Uh, Good luck with the colloquia. Thanks a lot. And that's it for the Filene Fill-In, folks. Thanks for listening. I want to thank Andrew Downen once again for being our guest on the show today. If you've liked this episode, go out and rate us on iTunes so more fans can find us. And be sure to subscribe to the Filene Fill-In podcast to keep up with what's going on at Filene. Today's episode was sponsored by... Colloquiums. Uh, We're making colloquia tasty for uh, the the world of credit unions. Colloquiums. Thanks, everyone. What the hell is it called? Uh, Organizational (laughs) Entrepreneurship in Harvard. That's uh, June 15th. Yeah. And then September 14th. Yeah.